0: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com this is hardline on news radio 930 WBEN and joining us for the first part of this segment is Erie County Comptroller Kevin Hardwick Kevin long time no talk good morning
1: hey good morning Joe
0: uh, Kevin, uh, as, as we, uh, we, we announced on Friday, or the county executive announced on Friday, the state of the, uh, state of the union, the, uh, the state of emergency done here in Erie County as of noon yesterday. Now, Kevin, you got to look at this from the legislature and from uh, the comptroller position. Uh, tell me, how will business now get back to normal in Erie County? What, what will government start to look like in Erie County that it hasn't over the last two uh, years?
1: Well, you know that's a that's a good question, and I think it's one that we're not sure the answer to, uh, because COVID has has you know has lasting effects. It's changed changed the way we do business in county government. Uh, it's uh, it's you know on the on the positive side, it's provided us hundreds of millions of dollars in assistance through various federal uh, programs, uh, and you know we are right now we are a wash in cash. Uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what life is like after all of that federal money dries up. And I think it's incumbent upon us to make sure that we don't squander uh, all that money that's, that's come in here, that we make wise decisions, uh, and that we put ourselves in a better position when we do get back to whatever ever normal looks like. Uh, so I think that's one of my, one of my biggest, uh, biggest concerns right now, is trying to figure out where this is headed. Right now, things are fine. Uh, you know, if you want money from the county, it's, it's, it's there. The problem is, um, it's not always going to be that way.
0: Kevin, uh, as comptroller, you know you've been in the uh, in office for two months um, after serving in the legislature. Uh, what is something that you might you know have been waiting till the end of the state of emergency to uh, to address in your office?
1: Well, on Monday, I sent over to the legislature a report on fourth quarter overtime for managerial confidential employees. And in there, I ran down, you know, who was making what and and who got what and so on. Uh, but I also uh, talk about the uh, the looking forward uh, because managerial con- confidential overtime has been such a controversial subject. One of the uh, uh, things that I think we're going to have to deal with is evaluating the policy concerning uh, such overtime. Now, these are, these are people who are not in unions. Their department heads are like 300 or so in the county. It's more than just the commissioners and the deputy commissioners. There are a lot more. Uh, and I think we have to determine what the long long-run policy is towards their overtime. Uh, because of a policy that was promulgated last year by the county executive uh, managerial confidential employees are even though the state of emergency is over are going to be able to continue uh, to receive overtime now that's in large part because they are considered hourly employees and there are provisions of the fair labor standards act a federal piece of legislation that says you have to give hourly employees overtime after they work forty hours a week so I think there there are some questions that we're going to have to grapple with, and I hope that the legislature will take this up and and discuss it at length.
0: Yes, I I heard you talking with uh, Hannah Bueller a few weeks ago about obviously Dr. over overtime has been the one that's gotten a, a lot of the attention. Do do you think that something like I, I, again, as you said, people are entitled to their overtime. But something as like detailed in what these uh, individuals are doing to get their overtime is that kind of the thing that you think the legislature should talk about?
1: Well, I'm I, I'm not sure. I don't think the the legislature can micromanage every department and say, you know, check everybody's timesheet and this is overtime and that's not. I mean, that's why we have commissioners and deputy commissioners and and, and other administrative personnel. But I think the policy in general has to be talked about. Incidentally, you, min- you mentioned uh, Dr. Burstein. It might come as a surprise to a lot of people that in the, uh, the uh, fourth quarter of 2021, which my report looks at, she collected a grand total of $139 in, in overtime. Uh, she was she was by no means among the leaders. Um, um, so a lot of other people did collect some overtime. Again, that that report is out there and people can access it. Uh, but more than more than who collects the overtime and whether it's the health department or the sheriff or whomever. Again, I think the legislature needs to look at the policy and maybe the policy that was promulgated last year. Again, I mean we're we're up against provisions of the Fair Labor Standards Act, which require us to do something. Uh, but uh, Uh, for hourly employees. And again, we consider uh, all of our commissioners, everybody but elected officials in Erie County uh, are considered hourly employees because they swipe in and they swipe out or otherwise record their time. You know, I I, I really think we have to look at this, and one of the things I suggest you may want to consider is, with at least some people, like the commissioners and the deputy commissioners, you may want to make them true salaried employees, where you say you're not an hourly employee, you don't have to swipe in and swipe out, um, but this is your salary, and, and that's basically it. Now, in a lot of those cases, uh, we might also want to look at those salaries because I think if you if you do a salary study and you compare what people are making in Erie County to people uh, in other counties or certainly in the private sector, you'll see that maybe some of those commissioners are and deputy commissioners are underpaid, and we we may want to consider upping them uh, as opposed to you know letting them letting them collect overtime, making them true salary. But I think again, those are discussions that we should have. Uh, The pandemic is now over. Emergency powers have ceased. Now is a time where we can, you know, without the pressure of the pandemic, uh, you know, sit down and analyze those policies, and I think we should.
0: Speaking of the, the pressure of the pandemic, Kevin, I, I want you to go back to three months. No, let me see if my math is right. Four months ago when you were in the legislature and, and you know the state of emergency that lasted two hours. Now, obviously, I don't think anyone out there is saying that the county executive shouldn't have the right to uh, declare a state of emergency, especially here in Erie County with the with the winter weather that we get. Uh, but do you think that maybe a, 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 an extra hurdle to go after so the legislature wouldn't be blacked, blocked out for two years is something? that could also be discussed?
1: Well, you know, the legislature really wasn't blocked out for two years. I mean, there was a time period where we gave him emergency powers under the uh, county charter, which allowed him uh, um, extraordinary financial powers. He could go out And he could hire a a nursing staffing firm to do a pop-up clinic for vaccinations or testing or or whatever without coming back to the legislature for anything over $10,000 and saying, you know, asking, Mother, may I? Uh, You know, I think that made a lot of sense. Those emergency powers ended long ago. Uh, You know, after the spike last winter, we we took those uh, powers back. The only emergency powers that he had that, you know, the ones that ended yesterday were the ones under the state executive law, which gave him the power to do things like, you know, uh, face mask mandates, which I know are are, are very controversial. Uh, but I think, you know, I, 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 I don't know that you want uh, um, uh, committees uh, making those decisions as to whether we have mandates or not. Those are the sort of things where if there's a spike today or tomorrow and we see it coming, you need one person, Uh, just like you need one person to be commander in chief of our armed forces. uh, The founders uh, of our of our uh, the framers of our Constitution decided that was the case. We weren't going to conduct wars by Congress. we were going to give the power to one person. Uh, And I think, you know, when we're talking about a war on the pandemic uh, for things like, um, you know, restrictions, uh, mandates. You know, I think I think you need one person to to be able to take charge and do things on a moment's notice.
0: Kevin, one last thing, because I know you got to get out of here. Uh, State of the Union on Tuesday. uh, I know you've got you've got the job now at the comptroller, but I know you still keep your eye on those national politics. Uh, What did you think of President Biden's first State of the Union?
1: I I thought it was like most State of the Unions, probably uh, five years from now, we won't remember much about it. Um, but I think there were some good lines in there. I think that uh, he did uh, Democrats everywhere a favor when he said fund the police, because, uh, you know, ever since the fund the police movement started a few years ago, Republicans have been using it to hammer uh, Democrats. And I think to have the top Democrat in the nation say fund the police, uh, you know, I think I think for Democrats' sake, maybe that's that's better. Y- you know, in, in, in general, let me make a general comment about, politics in in, in general in this country, you know, Democrats and Republicans were all uh, quick to try to demonize our opponents. Democrats do it to Republicans. Republicans do it. Democrats, they're the devil. They do this. You know, one of the things now with with this war in Ukraine, I think Putin has shown us, uh, shown us what evil really looks like. And I think that ought to give us all pause when we rush on either side to try to claim that, you know, the other side is the devil, because I think we've seen the devil and he's, he's not American. He's he's over there uh, in the Kremlin. And uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, I think hopefully, like everybody else, I feel that uh, this thing needs to end soon. Um, and we you know, we we pray for the Ukrainian people
0: and we will have a live update from Ukraine at 11.10 with Aaron Katursky. Kevin, I know you got to get out. Sunday Mass is uh, is calling your name, but I thank you for joining us, and I promise very soon we'll get a full segment together.
1: All right. Thanks, Joe.
0: Thank you, Kevin. That is Erie County Comptroller Kevin Hardwick giving his thoughts on the end of the state of of emergency and the president's State of the Union. When we come back... Uh, Erie County legislature legislator. Uh Joe Larigo spoke with our Tom Puckett when it was announced that the State of the Union or State of the I keep on doing that. State of emergency would expire here in Erie County. We will play back those comments. It is hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.